Hey y'all and happy Friday. Welcome back to the Happy Hour Express edition of the Stripe Show podcast presented to you by Encore Golf, the best ball in golf, Vero X1. Really do love that ball. I'm not just saying it because this is a sponsored podcast. If you're watching me on YouTube, um, looking a little rough today, going to be honest with y'all, but it is what it is. Um, loving the hair updo nowadays. Um, really just feeling the casual vibes, the whole work from home vibes. Um, Moving into an office, though, pretty exciting um, for, you know, what I've been up to professionally. So it's been an exciting week for sure. Um, but we've also got some PGA Tour golf. We've got some NCAA news. Um, we've got some PGA Championship preview, a little bit of that going on. Um, and we've got some news from the GOAT on the women's side, Annika Sorenstam. So we'll get we'll get all of it for you. Um, Happy Hour Express, we're going to bring you everything you need to know in 15 minutes or less. So let's get right to it. We've got the AT&T Byron Nelson this weekend. Um, and it's the last chance for these players to gear up for the PGA championship, um, another major, which I really feel like doesn't get the same hype as the other majors. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I feel like it's very, um, under talked about, uh, under reported. Um, I mean, yeah, we talk about it. It just doesn't seem to get the buzz, um, that the other majors do, but we've got Brooks back this week after, uh, a orthoscopic knee surgery, I believe. And ironically, DJ is out this week due to knee issues, which I felt like was kind of out of left field. Um, but still a pretty good strength field for, uh, the week before a major, um, they're back in Texas this week. We know that Spieth loves, Texas. We know he's from Texas. And of course, after round one, tied for the lead. Yes, I know people have been blowing my Twitter up about it all afternoon. I will say this. He might be back, people. He might be back, but we'll see. I'm not going to um, go ahead and make a call like that right now because you guys know my stance. And um, I would love for this to be phase two of Jordan Spieth but we'll see how it plays out. I think it's going to take him winning uh, more than one tournament for me to be totally convinced, but Hey, who knows what could happen? Um, AT&T Byron Nelson, as I said, week for PGA championship at Kiowa, great course there. So looking forward to that. Now the biggest news this week so far in the world of golf on social media, um, everywhere basically was the NCAA and the Baton Rouge regional tournament on the women's side. So regionals are going on all over the country for the NCAA college golf. Um, what that means basically is the top teams are seated into different regions and then they go to those regions and they play and, and the top certain number of teams make it to then the national championship. Um, regionals are obviously all around the country and different regions. Um, and in Baton Rouge, it was very rainy. It was um, a rainstorm came through. It was flooding the golf course, flooding, you know, the city. It wasn't terrible, to be honest with you, if you saw the video. And they didn't play the first day, didn't play the second day, and then decided to cancel the entire tournament, saying that it was playable but not championship conditions. So this fired everyone up in the golf world. Um top seeds automatically got through. And, um, my perspective of it is I just feel so bad for these women and the seniors. Um, they've already had their entire last pretty much two years, um, 
messed up because of COVID-19. And now they either automatically make it through without getting to play regionals, which I can imagine also feels kind of wrong, or they got their season cut short because they weren't within the top, I think, six teams who made it and they didn't get a chance to play for that spot. So that's really where, where, you know, most people were seeing the issue was, um, you know, the top teams made it. Yes, they were seated there and they were the better teams out of that region, but the teams that were a little bit lower ranked didn't even get the chance to prove themselves. So a lot of hate for the NCAA on social media um, this week. And honestly, it's really sad. The um, video that came out was, it was very heartless um, of the announcement that they were going to cancel the rest of the tournament. The NCAA seems to have a very, you know, hard stop on when regionals are, are over and then they're transitioning to the national stage. So I just think back to the NCAA basketball tournament um, in the weight room situation for women that was brought to light on social media um, just a few weeks ago. And, and now this, and listen, I'm not somebody who automatically will go, Oh, women, this women, that, or, you know, women need to be treated better. And, And yes, I believe those things, but that's not always the first thing that comes to my mind. This is messed up. Um, if this was a men's regional event, there's no way that this would have happened. Um, I just think that I don't know. I don't know about the weather situation. I don't know about the course conditions, but I'm just, you have to think that something could have been done. Um, I don't, whether it was another course that they drained better around the corner or, you know, they're out there with pumps and squeegees. And I remember playing in tournaments in college that we probably shouldn't have played in because the conditions were unplayable, but we played anyway, as long as everybody's playing the same course, um, I just, I find it hard to believe that there was not another option. And that's, that's kind of where I am coming from. And I mean, there's been people stepping up to kind of try to help rectify the situation. We've got TPC Louisiana, which obviously is somewhere near Baton Rouge, I would imagine, um, tweeted today that they were open and ready to host um, regionals if any of the teams were still around and the NCAA would allow it. So you love to see that kind of support um, for women's golf and for for this situation that I, I do feel like in some way could have been rectified. Barstool Golf um, also stepped up and said that they were going to host next week an event in Arizona for all of the teams um, who didn't get to play last week. Now, I don't know if that means it's going to have a, you know, it's, it's obviously not going to like let anybody into nationals or anything, but I do love, you know, that they were willing to step up and host something for these women, especially these seniors who um, didn't get to go out the way that they should have. So very unfortunate situation. I mean, there have been so many countless um countless circumstances in the past few years where the NCAA has dropped the ball. Um, And I am talking about situations that I heard from when I was in school, but also, you know, situations that come to life now more so on social media. And again, I'm not saying that this is a women versus men issue. I just think that the situations that have come out in this, in social media and in the news that have been specifically worse for women um, have to change. And I think that it's, it's pretty sad and the NCAA should be embarrassed. Um, I hope they are. And I hope that this prompts some kind of um, systemic change, because one of the things that really bothered me was when it said that these policies have been in place for decades. Well, okay. Don't you think that maybe those policies should have been reviewed when we went through a global pandemic for the last, 
God, 18 months, probably more. And, and maybe that that would have changed some things and maybe not even dealing with the weather, but maybe you should have looked at that and seen how that was going to affect things instead of just automatically going back to, oh, well, these are our policies. Well, maybe you should take a look at those a little bit more often. Like, I don't know, that was just my first thought. And it, it the whole situation really bothered me, mostly because I've, I've been in similar shoes where you're at a regional and you're ready to fight to make it to nationals and you're ready to play. And then you, I mean, these girls basically had to sit on their ass all day for three days and just, and just watch the weather and watch the course not do a sufficient enough job at getting it prepared for them. So I could talk about that for probably another 15 minutes, but I won't. Um, couple last things here. We've got Matthew Wolf withdrew for the third time this year, um, ahead of the PGA championship, lots of, uh, skeptical things coming out about him saying, you know, is he just taking time off, um, from the game or, you know, what's going on there? Um, very strange to me. Um, I, I don't know what's going on with him. He doesn't seem to really give a um, specific reason. Um, so definitely something to keep an eye on in the coming weeks. And then we've got Annika Sorenstam signs up for the U.S. Senior Women's Open, which is so awesome. She's definitely one of my favorite women's golfers of all time. I grew up watching her um, as a young girl, and she was one of the one of the few women who, you know, made golf look really cool. And I was like, oh, I really want to play that because, you know, she looks cool and she dresses cute and she hits all these really good shots. And so, you know, seeing her come back and and playing an event like this is super fun. And I, I can't wait to watch it. Um, I think watching the senior women's open and even the women's open, if you're not, if you weren't planning on watching it, I would definitely recommend it. It's, um, it's more tailored to games like ours, you know, shots that we can hit and swing speeds that maybe we have as amateur golfers and, and, um, you know, yardages that maybe we hit our seven iron the same distance as they do. And it's just, it's just a little bit more relatable golf, if you know what I mean. So definitely consider watching that, especially with the action coming from Annika. Well, I tried to um, cut my Baton Rouge um, rant short, but I definitely could have gone on longer. So I just wanted to thank you for bearing with us today. That's all the time we have. We are right at 11 minutes. So like I told you, trying to keep it under 15 on Fridays. Thank you for tuning in to the Happy Hour Express edition of the Stripe Show podcast sponsored by Encore Golf. Thank you for joining me so much. I hope you guys have a great safe, healthy weekend. The CDC says vaccinated people don't have to wear masks anymore. So um, hope you guys have a great weekend and get to go out to eat and hang out with friends. Um, hopefully we are, we are making the turn on this very long road we have endured as a country. So again, I hope you all are happy, healthy, and safe and cheers and make it a great weekend. Rapsodo mobile launch monitor, improve your golf swing today. Pro level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate within 2% of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with Shot Tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback, data, and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable. Case is about the size of a rangefinder. And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor. 
Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com.